Zealand this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Welcome to the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast. This year, the 40th anniversary. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Team CP, your endurance coaching specialists. My name is Matt Sherwood, and I'm going to be taking up the reins tonight from your normal host, Angus Petrie, who's currently busy, and we're getting excited about the 40th anniversary of this iconic race. Welcome to our team captain, Richard Greer, who will be interviewing our fantastic guests and sharing his knowledge of the race over the last... Maybe not 40 years, but uh, certainly plenty of those. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, on, thanks, thanks. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the intro. It's um, good to be back for what season three of the Coast to Coast podcast. Thanks for sitting in the hot seat for us. You're a bit of a founding member of the CP media team from, I don't know, back in 2014 <laughs> or so when we sort of uh, running around the place trying to support, um, jump out of the bushes and cheer people on. Yeah, no, and I guess that same enthusiasm hasn't gone away either. I mean, it's such a cool event. Um, good to see people out there, you know, people going flat out, people just there to enjoy themselves, people to finish the race, just so many elements. It's just such a cool, cool place to be on the, on the first weekend in February. Yeah, that's right. And it is about uh, sharing people's stories as well, isn't it? That's a big part of what we're up to. So um, yeah, yeah, really, really cool, really cool to be a part of that. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, my background around the coast to coast is that I've um, I've raced the event uh, as the two day and the one day individual. Uh, probably enjoyed the one day more. You don't have to sleep, so that's quite yeah. good. But but more recently, been involved in uh, Team CP and the support crew side of things. Getting international athletes, they arrive, we get them organised, get them from one side of the country to the other, as well as just kind of help people out around the place that are a little unsure on things and and all those sorts of things. So you know. Being from Christchurch, we're really lucky to have this um, this iconic event on our back doorstep. So we probably don't know how lucky we are, really. So um, that's great. So again, this year, I'll be out there um, waving the Team CP flag, um, helping out people, moving boats, moving bikes, picking things up, giving people a hug, giving people a high five, you know, pushing food into people uh, and yeah. all those things that kind of happen behind the scenes. So how about you, Rich? Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, I just want a quick, uh, quick question here. What's your hug to high five ratio generally? Like how much love do you need to give out versus you has? Oh, they they um it tends to change over the course of the day, you know. Especially, I, I guess I guess I've been involved more with the one day athletes, so there's lots of high fives um at the start of the day, uh, a few yeah. hugs kind of near the kind of end of the day, and then um yeah. just you know you're all good, get on the bike, we'll be all good, see you at the finish line, and then uh, back into high fives again. So no, nah, it's, <laughs> it's probably fifty fifty actually, but uh, maybe fifty one forty nine. <laughs> yeah, good, there's, always good, a, there's always a hug and a high five at the finish line. Yeah, absolutely, that's great. Yeah, so now I'll be back again. I've done the two day. I've, I guess, I've been coaching, supporting. I've done all sorts of different angles of the event in the last couple of years. Gone back to kind of do the two day competitively, and I've managed to get second in the last two two day events. Um, yeah. First old man across the line, but second overall, which actually takes me to three second places in the two day, um, which is a fantastic <laughs> place to be. They say it's a really it's a great place to be more motivated because you don't sit on your laurels because there's some some character that's better. So it had some really awesome. It's been so much fun to be back and kind of just being uh, competitive and, and pushing myself as an athlete. So I've actually just confirmed um, that I'm going to line up for the two day to go and give another crack. So that's pretty nice exciting. work. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, I was really there last year to to work behind the scenes with you and, and uh, yep. push you in your boat and push you on your bike and all those sorts of things. And I know how hard you race. 
Um, but I guess that's the, the, the latter part of the event. Um, who have we got on the show tonight? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so super excited tonight. Uh, we're talking about the 40th anniversary. That's what tonight is all about in the lead into the 40th anniversary of the event from the first one that happened way back in 1983. Um, so we've got Joe Sheriff. Um, so super excited to to have a chat to him. He was the inaugural winner of the Coast to Coast back in 1983. 79 entrants lined up on Kamara Beach and 77 finished. 28 team competitors and 49 individuals. Joe's lining up for the two-day again, 40 years after that initial adventure across the th- Southern Alps from Kamara to Christchurch. So really looking forward to having a chat with him. We're also going to chat oh, with yeah. Rob, Rob Howarth. Rob is an Auckland-based kite coach, um, long-time supporter of the Katmandu Coast to Coast and just basically multi-sport and people in general. Um, really looking forward to catch up with Rob to find more about um, – uh, the coast-to-coast community and the support that's out there to help you guys achieve your race day goal, depending on no matter where you are, effectively. And we're going to finish up the show with Sophie Beaumont and Nicole Lloyd. So they are going to round out the show with us. They're lining up for their first crack at the two-day tandem team section. Um, it's been on their bucket list for a while, and uh, with some cancelled COVID travel plans, they felt that it's time to uh, really challenge themselves and uh, have a crack at the Kathmandu Coast to Coast. So we're going to follow them through their journey, uh, starting, uh, obviously it's already started, but but uh, sort of the final five months through into race day. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how they progress and sharing their stories, which will hopefully be able to help you guys out that are watching and listening to this podcast as we go. Yeah, a really good uh, range of experiences, I guess, uh, of people that we're going to cover tonight. So that's um, that's really cool. Um, any other uh, public service announcements uh, for this evening <laughs> on what's going up and going on around the place with the event and uh, and what we're offering? Yeah, so um, September 1, the uh, Mountain Run ballot opened today. So you don't have to rush too much, but you've got a week to get your name on the list. And then basically it's drawn out of, drawn out of the hat on the 10th of September. So I think that's like next Friday. Um, so you've got about a week to get your name on the name down. Um so that's, I guess, the first key thing that's kind of happening. Um, we've also got our um, our Coast to Coast Skills uh, workshop that's coming up as well. We've kind of held off for pushing this one too much, just with the different levels of COVID and things. But we're we're going to have a crack at it. Level two will mean that we'll be able to go go with it. So that is um, that's coming up on the seventeenth and eighteenth of September. So myself uh, and Team CP coaches Fiona Stenchman and Kate Crook. Also um, with Sam Manson, who got the second and the longest day, He's, Sam is going to help us with our kayaking on the river. And then we're also going to do some rock running and uh, some biking skills and all that sort of stuff. So if you're a, a first timer, um, that's going to happen in a couple of weeks time. So let us know if you want to know more about that, uh, which yes. would be really good. And we run we run a um, competition not too long ago. And the winner of a free entry to that is Katrina Best. So congratulations, oh, well, Katrina. Um, well with, done, uh, yeah. Really, um, I mean, that's really cool because all those people have been involved in the event and I've raced it. Um, we know Sam goes pretty hard and, and uh, you know, it'd be great to see him out helping people on and, and passing his experience on. And I guess a really good time in the year for people just to kind of start building those skills up. You know, it's not all about running fast and eating properly. There's there's just so many skills that you need to develop um, in every discipline uh, for this event. So get into it and, um, and learn what you're you know, learn what you don't know and, and so that when race day comes around, you're all uh, ready and primed to go. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, uh, I just want to kick off, since this is sort of our first run into the <coughs> um, the podcast through into the 40th anniversary, I just want to run a quick uh, brief history of the event. So I've got some bullet points sure. here. So Coast to Coast was a brainchild <laughs> of Robin Judkins in 1982. 
1982, a year before, 11 of his mates uh, pioneered the course just to see if it would work. The first official race was held in a year later, 26th and 27th of February in 1983. He had planned for a field of 35 and 79 people showed up. Um, it's, it was a lot more relaxed back in the day, which we're going to hear a little bit more as we go throughout that. In 1984, yeah. 139 people turned up. And, and obviously it's grown and grown and grown from there. Longest day arrived in 1987. So as a way just to basically continue to challenge people. Before that, it was just the two-day event. Uh, 2013, Robin Judkins sold the coast-to-coast to Trojan Holdings. And um, and he is still involved as a as ambassador. And you'll see him on the start line at the finish line floating around. Um, Richard Usher took up the race director following that and made some sort of key adjustments around the event. One key one being a different run into Christchurch. Uh, and going out to New Brighton opposed to Sumner, which actually it's almost exactly the same distance. The uh, distance is 500 metres shorter, the bike ride, than what it used to really? be. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and yeah. no traffic lights, which was the key change. And then yeah. Glenn Curry took over from Richard uh, three years ago and has continued to build and develop that event to what it is today. And in essence, it's exactly the same course that was run over 40 years ago, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And apart from, I guess, a couple of small changes in the middle, I mean, my, uh, you say that the race has changed, and I guess with health and safety and just the way the event has grown in numbers, you know, I, I can remember one of my first memories of, of the race was about 2001, I think it was, I helped a friend out do the longest day. And the transition area at that point in time was in that big siding um, just by the Deception Bridge. And, you know, you get, yeah, on the road, there was trains <laughs> coming past, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, just yeah. road was open. It was, you know, almost carnage, but just the atmosphere was just so cool. And uh, then they kind of developed that bull ring at, um, at uh, Aiken's Corner. And, you know, all good reasons why the race has developed and all those sorts of things. But, yeah, I'm really looking to hear uh, what Joe has to say, because I'm sure he has some stories of uh, of the, the first few years of the race, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, should we, should we bring him to the show, Matt? Yeah, sure thing. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Yeah, hello. So, uh for almost 40 years ago, you lined up on the start line. Did you have hair then? Uh, yes, I had quite a bit of hair then, even had to cut it occasionally. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, great. Joe, how did you find out about the Coast to Coast? And I guess it must have been 1982 when you found out about it. Yeah, well, I was I was out here. I, I was come out here from Britain to finishing my training as an anaesthetist. And it was very pretty common to do the last year of training overseas. Folk from here go over to Britain and the States, and um, I, I chose New Zealand and yeah. was working in Dunedin. And one of my senior colleagues there was Dave Pilditch, who yeah. at that stage had done all of Jenkins's races, the um, the Alpine Ironman and um, the Powder Eights and things. Yes. And I was keen on investigating the um, these rivers that I could see on on the map. These great big Canterbury braided rivers, and um, uh, went off with him and the Otago Kayak Club and did those. And through yeah. that, heard about the coast to coast and thought, well, that um, that sounds fun. Let's uh, let's give it a go. Yeah, good. So, so what made you actually want to enter? Was it just the sense of adventure, and I'd like to go and see if I can? Yeah, ex- 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 exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd, um, I was a pretty useless kayaker and um, I'd done quite a lot of bike touring and yeah. fortuitously actually had what was um, actually quite a good race bike. Um, yeah. And um, But I'd done a lot of mountain running in UK, okay. mainly yeah. off track, 
um, stuff involving navigating. They are pretty good track record in the Carrymore Mountain Marathon. Right, my mate, yeah. my girl, and I, we never won it, but we were, we, we were up at the sharp end for about sort of four or five years in a row. And um, that sort of held me in good stead. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, in terms of the 1983 event, can you describe what that was like, both both the course and the event itself? Because obviously we know it's all changed quite a bit, but just share what it was like back then. Uh, well, the lining up on the start was um, pretty pretty much the same. Um, the um, I'm, I had very little idea of what I was like actually letting myself in for i'd looked at maps and that sort of thing and i'd had a wee look just at the deception just about the first kilometer sort of mm -hmm. trying to uh, suss out what might be a good route um about three days before the event um but apart from that it was all all, all a mystery um okay. as i say we we um all camped on the race course and went went down to the start and um got started and at that time for that year and certainly it was in the second year as well the support crew could assist with the transition from the run-up from the beach onto the bike okay and the the transition was oh was pretty much where you come out of the track onto the main road I see. um there, there was no great long lengthy road run to uh, get onto your bike yeah um i can see why they moved it for safety reasons but um it certainly made made less less running and more more riding yes yeah yeah um and so we got there and the great sprint and the sport cars all trundled um fastest yeah and although the, the second year 84 and um, there were more people in it more congestion and quite a lot of riders got to um the deception bridge before their support crews that uh, caused a bit of consternation <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes it, that, and that's all part of the event growing and learning and sussing out and yeah. trying to be trying to improve in, in those early years. Yeah, I think it was after that that he um, chased everyone up to uh, all the support crews up to um, be, be ready, ready and waiting up there beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yep. How many times have you done the event? Uh, I was trying to top that up. I think I've started. It, it's either twelve or thirteen. As what happened was I did the, the first one, won it, went back to the job I got lined up in UK, yeah. but came back here again and did the, did the second one. Um, uh, pretty disaster, I think I was 17th or something, but try, try, trying to train in winter, holding down a full-time job is a bit harder than um, uh, um, training in summer in... Um, New Zealand when you haven't got a job because I managed to fit, finish work in Dunedin at the beginning of December yeah. and managed to put off going back to work in UK until um, sometime about the middle of March yeah. partly for, to do the coast to coast and also um, I, I had the good excuse that I was presenting a, a paper at a conference at the uh, beginning of February in Perth so um, I uh, sort of used that as an excuse to not go back to UK <laughs> and okay, so I was just floating around doing kayak trips, tramping, yeah. um, bit of sea kayaking, and uh, jump, jumping on the bike and riding 60k or so every so often. So uh, it turned out it was really good training for it, but um, it was it, I was really just on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, 40 years ago, who would have thought 40 years ago you went and did this race across the middle of the South Island, and now 40 years later, you're talking to me on a podcast. 
about that experience over those and all those number of years you've gone back to do the event etc how has it shaped and changed your life from then and and had an, not mostly changed but had an effect on your life well it's always been there always been a um a, a, a sort of a, a reminder and i've so, sort of felt part of it mm. um but in fact i actually did very little for the next um 20 years as I, as I went back to UK, got stuck into the job there, wasn't coming back here, was involved with things, um, orienteering and uh, say work and um, got into some mountain rescue and uh, trained and ran a search dog for a number of years mm. and um, just wasn't thinking multi-sports. Of course, it wasn't really a multi-sports scene there. Jenkins had a go at it, but um, yeah. that, that didn't really come off. Um, but then I emigrated back here in 91 and I'd always had a hankering to do the, the two day. It was obvious off the first two years that it could be done in, in one day. Yeah. So I'd always wanted to do the one day. So um, that was an opportunity and b borrowed a kayak and um, tried to do some training and um, uh, pulled the calf muscle. So I was hobbling some somewhat horribly, but then entered and did it but that was the one of the very few years when it got washed out oh, no. and the two-day people had an absolute epic on the um on the mountain run with people being rescued by helicopters all over the place yeah and um so for the one day they canned both the mountain run and the kayak and so we we ran over harter's pass and then um, jumped on the bike at Klondike Corner and rode all the way to Sumner. <laughs> bike to Christchurch. Which was a fairly long bike ride. <laughs> Completely sick of um, by the end of that. And, and then I, I entered the following year, um, but work went absolutely crazy. And um, so I was busy with family, still involved in search and rescue, and um, had to flag that one and just didn't do anything for another um, sort of 10 years. Yes, and yes, then yes. I, I had been thinking about trying to get a bit fitter and hadn't completely excluded the idea of doing it again. Yeah. And um, got this phone call from the Southland Times, uh, rang up, say, can you just confirm the press release that Mr. Judkins has put out that you're a definite entry for the 20th? As he, he, Robin was scrabbling around trying to get as many of the first timers do, to do the oh, 20th as he could. I, th I think it ended up with at least half a dozen of us doing it, but um, um, I got in Vila and I sort of went out one or two long runs and um, joined in with the uh, the Southland Multisport Club, which is, was really strong then. They were fantastic um, yeah. doing training trips with them and, um, um, and ended up doing it. And um, was uh, so disgusted at the time I did which I think was about 16 hours or something, that I um, thought, yeah. oh, got to have another go. And <laughs> there you go. That's how you get it. Really better, but I thought, got to have another go. And, <laughs> um, and I, had to, I think I did it for about the next eight years, just um, um, consecutively, and, and eventually um, managed to beat my original time by half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good, so good. That's awesome. Um, you're back for 2022. Um, what are you most looking forward to this time around? Oh, getting to the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the body? It, it'll be good to do it. I think I'm, assuming I do even get to the start line, I think I'm going to be exceedingly slow. As re, 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 I'm 
do quite a lot of mountain biking, but very little road biking, but that, that's not too much of a change. Um, running, I've pretty well given up running completely, apart from sort of hobbling occasionally in um, orienteering races. Um, and that's been on the back burner for the, the last couple of months. I, I pulled a muscle in um, uh, Queen's birthday weekend, pulled a hamstring, and that, that still hasn't recovered. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to hobble a little bit. And uh, again, haven't done a lot of kayaking. We got a dog five years ago, and um, she's not really very compatible with going kayaking. So we're more likely to hop, hop on the mountain bike or go for a walk. So um, yeah. I'm going to have to do a bit have, have to do a bit of work at that. Yeah, it sounds similar to your um, your preparation before the first event, actually, this year's <laughs> preparation. Yeah, at least, let, 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 at least I haven't got a, jo a job to hold down now like that, but um, <laughs> being, being well, well and truly retired. But um, unfortunately, all the voluntary things tend to take almost as much time as I... Uh, I draw maps for orienteering and uh, very heavily involved in the, the mountain track, bike track scene here, particularly sort of building and advocating for tracks. So um, I'm probably just about as busy and occupied as when I was working. Yeah, good job. So, so there's been a lot of innovations and development, I guess, both in, in terms of um, equipment and, and gear and the way people, uh, I guess, approach the race. What was something that you kind of felt most valuable that you either had to make yourself or or you bought something straight out of the shop and then had to kind of cut it to bits because it wasn't quite right? Well, I mentioned the bike before. I was really lucky with that as I got this um, Peugeot, which is a fairly steep um, frame angle. It was actually sold as a Criterion bike, um, which was just perfect for it. And it had... Um, the tiny little skinny tires that we all have now but that was in the era when the sort of the the, the pro cyclists had the stitch on glue on tubular tires and everyone else was on fat 27 inch um one and a quarter inch tires and th this had the mavic 700c wheels with the the tiny little skinny tires so that 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 that, that was a good start um <laughs> and then i hit really lucky with the kayak and unfortunately, I can't remember what the uh, the brand was, um, but this uh, this friend Dave Bilditch managed to borrow it for me to then lend on to me. As most people then um, were in the fiberglass Olympus, as that that's what everyone had, and that's what everyone pad paddled rivers with. Um, there yeah. were a few guys in downriver races, which in included Graham Dingle and my and my friend um, uh, Dave Bilditch. Um, and then there was a scattering of people on surf skis and um, one guy had a, a Nord cap, I recall. I don't know who it was, but quite a memorable bright green Nord cap. And then Dave lent me this thing, which was probably not that dissimilar in profile to a Delaware, uh, maybe a little bit fatter. It was quite broad, reasonably long, um, very stable, and um, certainly had the edge on the um, all the people in the... The sort of slalom type boats so that, so that, probably, that was a really, that was a really these, good one. you probably look at all these kayakers now with rudders on their boats and go what's that all about didn't have oh, oh, rudders. No, one heard, no one had heard of rudders then <laughs> and um although the, the the one downside of it it, it was fairly heavy uh, and it leaked so yeah. i i had to stop at least three times to uh, empty the water out as i went down yeah. but the, 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 the 
but it was good and it was the first river I'd ever paddled down without having a swim. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. Well, we're gonna, um, well that's, that's great Joe and thanks for your kind of insights into, into where the race kind of was and, and how it started out and, and uh, I guess the, the atmosphere around the race hasn't really changed um, in the camaraderie ship around all the athletes and competitors and support crews and those sorts of people and I guess you know that's what makes it such a, a cool place to be. Um, Rich we're going to try something new um, yeah, this time are. on yeah, the podcast. Just... Um, we're going to bring yes. in our other guests in so um, welcome along uh, Rob. Uh, Rob's a uh, kayak coach um, from based in Auckland. Uh, we're going to bring on, uh, a bit of turn his microphone on, sorry, uh, Nicole who uh, is doing the event this year with Sophie um, as a first time tandem team. Uh, Rich I believe you've got a, a a quiz for us first up around coast yeah, that's right so so if you're listening to this at home uh or listening to this in the car with somebody else you need to try and buzz in before the person next to you buzzes in so uh we're going to have a crack at here but obviously have a crack at home and see if you can beat these people so i've got five questions i'm going to throw at you uh coast to coast trivia questions and what you're going to do is you're going to say the word buzz but also you're going to raise your hand because it's going to be hard amongst the sound to be see who's first so matt you're on to, you're going to um Eyes peeled to see who's first. So you can say buzz, <laughs> and then hand. Can we just test our buzzes to make sure they all work, please? Buzz. Right on, Rob. Slow there, Joe. That's okay. Warming up. That's right. Okay. So, first question: Who created the coast to coast in 1983? Buzz. What? Rob. Uh, Rob. Robin Jenkins. <laughs> Robin Jenkins. That's one to you. Well done, Rob. Okay. Four more questions to go. Name the four rivers that you'll get wet from in the Kathmandu coast to coast. Can you Buzz. name the four rivers? Oh, there we go. Oh, Sophie, straight in there. Yes, oh, Sophie. I think I actually know three. Um, the Deception, <laughs> the Minga, the Bailey, and the Wymac. Pretty happy with that. Well That's done. Pass. Yes, well done. Board. Is that a team score, Nicole? Since she's Absolutely. Yeah, 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 most definitely. <laughs> Good job. Okay, next question. Name the three huts that you'll pass on the mountain running stage. Three? Three huts on the mountain running <laughs> stage. Ooh. Two, two huts that you'll pass. Can you name one? Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Pretty even there. Yeah. So, what uh, have you got, Rob? Uh, Deception, Goat Pass, and Minga. Oh, there we go. He's got all three of them yeah, anyway. Well that done. was what you were going to say as well, wasn't it, Sophie? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, uh, Joe, is your buzzer still working? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Um, right, this is a bit of a tricky one, but I have given you the answer already. How much shorter is the current bike course than the original? Buzz. 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 Oh, I think we go with Nicole on that. She was pretty quick. Uh, I think it's 500 metres. Yeah, well done, well done. Oh. As a school teacher, some good listening going on there, Nicole. Well done. <laughs> okay, the last question of the day. Name the location of the kayak put-in. Name Buzz. the location Buzz. of the kite. Mm. I think that was Joe, wasn't it? Oh, dear, was we're Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mount, Mount White Bridge. Perfect. Well done. Good job. Look at that. Well done, team. Four, four competitors, five questions. Looks like it was a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Okay, awesome. cool. We're going to. Um, sorry, go, Rich. I was just going to say, Joe, before you head away, I've just got a text message from um, from uh, Blair, who I coach, actually, and he said he listened to you. Uh, Robert Judkins got you back up on stage in one of the um, 
the pre-race briefings there. And one thing he, he said that resonated when you talked, he said uh, that Robin hadn't just created a race. He'd created uh, all the, the a lifestyle of of change for people, and 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 I think that uh, really resonated. And pretty cool that he's texted me to share that back with you. So um, yeah, awesome that you said that, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Right, thank you. I think I think it was actually at the uh, at the prize giving of Robin's uh, last one. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so cool. Good. Thanks, Joe. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pop you away for now, but I'm sure we'll um, we'll see you at the start line in some form. Hope you get some some running in and some biking and, and maybe a little bit of kiking. But uh, certainly go well. And, and thanks for your uh, insights about the race history tonight. Right. Thank you. Um, we're going to. Um, also put Sophie and Nicole away, and we'll come back to them later on, which just leaves Rob. Uh, Rob, how are you getting on tonight? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me on, fellas. No Fantastic, problem at all. Rob. Thanks for joining us, and good to, um, to be able to share, uh, give us some, some of your valuable time. So you've been involved with this race for how long? Um, 20 years, I guess. Um, I started um, back in 2001 coaching um athletes grade two certificates um when i worked for canoe and kite north shore up in auckland um and so that was that was the start of the involvement in the race and then i um i competed for the first time um personally in 2005 um and i've and that was my first time that i that i attended the event as well so i've been you know coaching prior to that but but um, not actually attended the event, so that was the first time down um, down there, and I've been been at the event ever since. And I did my tenth uh, competitive um, event this year. Brilliant, 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 fantastic. So, for all those that are listening and say watching this um, on the social channels and things like that, as we're talking to Rob, what I want you guys to do that are that are um, following this along is that we're going to have a chat to what Rob is up to and, and what's happening in the Auckland area, but we really want to help connect the coast, the Kathmandu coast to coast community by sharing any good local events that are on uh, clubs that are doing great stuff, various cycle paddle running groups and things that are going on, or just great places to train that's out your front door and, and great to be able to share. So if you can jump on, make a comment and share that, that'd be really awesome just to help connect other people around as part of that also we've also got our team cp community connect social media um, facebook groups so they're kind of going on if you're sort of part of our crew as well so that's another way that we're sort of helping connect various people so make sure you do that uh, share us some comments and share what's happening in your local area so rob what's the best thing about the event from your perspective um well i guess i guess two two angles for me um one is the actual event itself and, and the stages uh, of the event. And I'm, I'm a kayaker. Um, that's my that's my passion. That's my strength. And the Waimaka area is, um, you know, one of the most magical uh, sections of whitewater you'll paddle in the world, um, particularly yeah. in that grade two bracket. It's it's um, it's amazing. And um, yeah, priv- privileged to be able to go and do that on a on an annual basis, whether I'm racing or training or coaching or whatever. It's it's pretty cool. Um, cool. Obviously, the other stages of the event, uh, um, well, the mountain run is um, is equally equally majestical, um, albeit yeah. slightly tougher. But I think the biggest yeah. thing for me, I mean, Joe Joe touched on it before, um, and and yourselves is is the people in the event, the camaraderie and everything that goes along with it. Um, that's what brought me back year on year. Um, to be honest, I, I've um, I've coached countless 
people over the years, um, but I've made amazing friends along the way, best mates, and um, and that's the that's the real special thing for me. So, yep. yeah, good job, awesome. Um, how do you support athletes that are wanting to do, do the event? What are some of the things that you do? So I I offer um, a coaching program up here in Auckland, which. Um, people can pick and choose from a little bit i suppose but um but a full package is is a is a grade two um certificate so um the crew that i've got at the moment there's about eight athletes that i work with so it's just part-time i I, um i have a full-time job so um i have about eight athletes that that i work with and and i started working with those guys and girls back in march and um and i run a program over the winter period um up here um on the hibiscus coast where I live, on the Oriwa estuary and and um, and beach and what have you, and um, and and bring people's skill level up um, in in the waters that we have up here. So uh, particularly in the tidal tidal flow to to um, to, to mimic that uh, moving water scenario, <clears throat> and then I take people down um, onto the Mahaka River in the Hawkes Bay, um, and I and I do that in conjunction with canoe and kite um, Taupo. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we run a four day a four day block down on on the Mahaka and sign people off for their grade two. So that's kind of the full package that I do. But in the background of that, you know, if people just want um, a little bit of flat water instruction on their forwards paddle technique, their wing paddle technique, um, or they've already got their grade two, but but they feel that they just need a little bit of extra umph, um, then I can do all that sort of bespoke training as well so um so yeah and then obviously you know the the other disciplines that sort of come in behind the run and the bike i I sort of motivate um motivate the locals up here and get out and do stuff so yeah yeah no that's awesome um uh, what are some local events clubs or groups in auckland um that people should get along to obviously you've got your own group that you're running but is there a couple of uh things that you'd recommend yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in terms of clubs um, up in Auckland, we are we are pretty lucky. We've got um, North Shore Canoe Club, who who um, you know focus um, a, a lot on um, on K1 flatwater paddling, but a great a great network there. And you know, you pick up some pretty good technique um, from a club like that with your forwards paddling. Um, and then there's the Wider Matter Canoe Multi Sport Club, um, and uh, and they're pretty active um, as well. And then there is a um, uh, a Facebook club, I suppose, an informal um, Facebook group up here called um, multi, uh, Auckland Multisport NZ. So if you jump on Facebook and have a search of that, if you're not a not a member, then um, join that group. That's a really useful um, uh, social network, and they're they're out there doing all sorts of stuff and down on the Mahaka running trips and 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 what have you through. Um, through the year um and then there's you know other clubs there's the manukau canoe club and there's obviously the wero facility um the the man-made whitewater park down in down in south auckland um which is a you know a really useful place if you want to lift your skills particularly in in a in a short boat um so there's all that sort of stuff that um that is available and up here so we're, we're pretty lucky really yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, and and there's lots of different lead-up events that, that are great for people to do. It's really important to put your toe on the start line. Coast to Coast shouldn't be the first race you, you've done for a long time. It's really good to do something prior as well. Um, is there any any sort of, I don't know, Auckland-based event that potentially might spring to mind um, that you could think of? Well, uh, there might be one written on my chest. Um, <laughs> the uh, So there's, there's, um, there's only really one 
um, Auckland-based event between now and Coast to Coast for mm. um, for Run, Bike, Kayak, and that is the Rodney Coast Challenge. Um, now, I'm actually the lead sponsor of that event, so I will give it a pretty good plug. Um, right. It is um, This year's event is the 7th of November, all being well. We will be at least in Level 2, and we can operate um, for the event in Level 2. Um, and that is a 10k run and a 30k road cycle and a 25k mountain bike and uh, 8k kayak down the Puhoi. So it's short and sharp. Um, it's a real, you know, real workout, um, but it's fantastic um, prep. It gets your um, all your disciplines connected. It gets your transitions working. It gets your support crew connected to what they're going to have to do um, down down at coast to coast so that's that's a fantastic one so um if you haven't heard about that if you google uh, rodney coast challenge or the website is rcc.org.nz and it's a fundraiser for the calcop scouts um then there's a there's a there's a bunch of of um, really good running races um around um around the scene one in particular i'll mention um which is run by total sport so you know, big big operator. Pretty much everyone everyone will know about Total Sport, but they run an event called the Spates West Coaster, um, and that's over um, at uh, Bethel's Beach. And that is the I did write the date down, the 11th of December. Um, and that's a that's a half marathon or a marathon, and it's a bloody good training run, really good. So th- those are my two picks between now and um, and uh, race day for coast. Cool. So, so looking kind of forward to race day, there's there's a lot of people, um, and I guess I've been fortunate enough to go through the, the gorge on on some absolutely fantastic days, you know, blue sky, nice clear water, nice flow, but then there's all, there's also the times when it gets windy as all, beep, 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 um, you know, the river flows can be low, it can be, you know, just what am I doing here, why am I doing this? What, what advice would you give to... Um, first timers because you know there's always plenty of horror stories but you never really know until you've you've um experienced it yourself what what sort of advice do you give for the first timers going through this um well i guess i guess if if you're building your kayaking skills um you, you know layering your, your build from now you know if you haven't already started on your grade two journey then you know you need to start to think about that now um but you know build those layers get on get on some other rivers between now and christmas um so you know like i said we use the the mohaka river in the hawks bay but there's other rivers around um, around the north island for people to use um but get you know get time there and then i would strongly recommend that you um spend some money and take a trip down the wymac um guided trip in um, in December or January, um, the Wymac Classic race um, is is in the mix there. Um, so get that under your belt because there's nothing, you know, the fear of the unknown for people can be a massive barrier. So if you've paddled the Wymac prior, then it certainly takes away that chunk of of the fear of the unknown. Um, sure, you're going to be um, you're going to have butterflies in your stomach when you're coming up to some of the rapids, and it's just natural. Um, but yeah, a rundown, a rundown. Um, the WiMAC first is highly recommended. Yeah, I was going to I was going to add to that too. That um, good that you say kind of get into it early because uh, you know that the WiMAC is notorious for being really nice in kind of September October, and then the nor'easters start, the river flows jump up too high, and you can't paddle it, and then everyone starts freaking out because you know they get to January and they haven't been down the river. So certainly, yeah. um, I'd, I'd back up the the idea about you know get in with the guided trip groups and uh, they know they know the river best and and um, 
you pay your money, you'll have a, a far better experience. And yeah, absolutely. And for those for those for those people that aren't um, capable of getting on the WIMAC on a regular basis, you know, it is a special trip. So particularly North Islanders and um, you know Aucklanders, obviously, um, get out, paddle in in gnarly conditions in, in the ocean and, and and the safest way to do that is onshore onshore choppy conditions doesn't have to be big surf or anything but just a bit of onshore breeze that's blowing blowing small waves into the beach and paddle along the beach and then out and then back in catch a little surf wave and then paddle back along the beach and just get used to that rough water that's throwing your boat around because the more that you can um, be confident with your bracing skills your ability to stay upright in those conditions then you know the, the more confident you're going to be in the in the um experience you're going to have on the wimac whatever whatever the river level is yeah, yeah there's, there's some really good comments i think you should um you should look at being a kayak coach i reckon <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, thanks, um, hey, there's, thank there's, um, there's one other one other quick thing I'll, I'll just mention in terms of things that are available up in up in auckland so um one of the skills that people don't necessarily um get into is eskimo rolling um it, it can be seen as you know a, quite a top-end skill um, but I'd highly recommend anybody that wants to learn to Eskimo roll. It makes a huge difference to your um, your base skill level, and you'll learn some other stuff while you're doing it. Um, a friend of mine runs an Eskimo roll clinic on a Monday evening um, at the Millennium, the AUT Millennium Pool in Albany, North Auckland. So if anybody's interested in that um, and wants or want some more information, then um, flick me flick me a message on. Um, on Facebook Messenger and um, and I'll connect you, but well worthwhile. Yeah, yeah great. Right well, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for your comments and, and experience being passed on tonight, Rob. Um, Pleasure. Will, will, did I, will you be there next year? Did I hear or or not next year? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll, I'll be there. I'm not racing. Um, I'm crewing um, for for the gang that I'm coaching um, Good. this year. Good. Um, but, um, but I will be driving down and dragging a trailer down there. If, um, <laughs> I, I've always taken kayaks down for, for Aucklanders and offered a service for that. So, um, so I'll be there. We'll catch up with you fellas. Yeah, yeah, nice. The joys of having a kayak trailer at coast to coast, eh? People just don't realise how good it is. Oh, it's huge. Scrutineering <laughs> <laughs> 20 boats at five o'clock in the morning. It's all, it's all chocolates and roses, eh? Yeah. Five o'clock. <laughs> it was three o'clock. Cheapest. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Catch you later on. See you guys. Good job. Thanks. Woo! And moving right along. So, um, I guess we've we've heard from the the guys that started. We've uh, heard a bit about coaching and and getting skills and that sort of stuff. And it just so happens that our next two guests um, are hopefully getting excited um, with their uh, experiences coming up of doing the tandem uh, teams two-day event coming up this year. So Sophie and Nicole, welcome along. Hi, thanks for having us. Good job. Looking hey, pretty just, Yeah, exactly. On that question, I want to I want to get a feel for like the level of how relaxed, nervous and excited we are. Um, <laughs> so could you give us a bit of a score potentially, uh, both of you versus like the, how nervous we are about this coast-to-coast -coast thing? Where are you at in terms of do I think I can do it? Can you give us a score out of 10? I'll, I'll, be just, I'll just jump in there too and say, I, I want to score now and probably the score you would have had like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I think 45 minutes ago, I would have been a 10 for excitement and like a 3 for nerves, and now I'm a 10 for both. 
<laughs> well, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're doing a job, Matt, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, there's, there's no, nothing to be nervous about. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? With, with yeah, everyone that's around what? the place, you know, you'll be yeah, fine. Well, Absolutely fine. That's right. Yeah, it just the, 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 got a lot of um, a lot of support around the the whole coast community has been awesome. So yeah, we definitely know um, know what you mean. It's been wicked. Yeah. Well, you got and it just uh, makes for a better story as well. The worse it goes, so um, the, don't worry. There's still be something out of that as well. <laughs> yeah, it's all about experience. All right, take take it away, Rich. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, um, what what uh, this has been on your bucket list for a while. I've been stalking your Instagram posts and bits and pieces. What actually sparked your interest initially to say, right, we're going to have a crack at this coast to coast thing? Um, I'll take this one, Shalanik. I um, yeah, I I feel like it'd be hard to grow up in New Zealand and not know about the coast to coast. You know, it's such an yeah. iconic event, and it's hard to imagine it not being on anyone's bucket list, but maybe yeah. most people just aren't sort of as into type two fun as us. Um, I think for me, it's been on my radar for basically as long as I can remember. I remember mum back in high school um, talking about, you know, oh, you should enter into it as a team with some of your mates. But I think I'd always sort of parked it and thought, no, no, that's for crazy fit people. And I'm not one of those. And then um, a couple of years ago, and another of our colleagues um, asked if I'd ever be keen to do it. And I kind of thought, well, I guess without a whole lot of hard work, I could never become one of those, you know, super fit people. So I might as well put the work in and give it a crack. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, whose idea was it to enter this Kathmandu Coast to Coast thing? So, <laughs> well, Richard, that's a very, very good question. Um, <laughs> what a so nice question. This this year, Soph went and did the, the mountain run um, and she came back to work and she was just absolutely fizzing as she is, the, the type two uh, person that she is. Um, and she was just so super excited to do the whole thing um, for next year in a team. And so I wished her all the best and I said, oh, you know, good luck finding a teammate. You'll, you'll be fine. It'll be such good fun for you. And then she kind of replied and said, oh, well, actually, I was kind of hoping that um, you might be my teammate. <laughs> So my first reaction was actually just I laughed at her. Um, yeah. But after I kind of contemplated it for probably about a week, maybe a couple of weeks, um, so I put the carrot out of let's go for a coffee and chat about it. Um, I kind of, <laughs> uh, yeah, came around to the idea. Bad. And um, it's been, yeah, no looking back since then. We've been full full steam ahead. It's been wicked. How good. So you just tried not to <laughs> respond for a start, just ignored her, but she kept coming back. She kept coming back. She's pretty oh, persistent, really are we, so? <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Hey, could you, um, both of us, tell us a little bit more about your background? What do you do for work? What, what have you done in the past? What sort of led you to this, this place? So if you want to kick off? Yeah, so um, we're both teachers. Um, Nick mostly works with, we're at the same school, Nick's mostly with the intermediates, and I do um, those students and then a few older ones as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how we know each other. And then I think, Oh, Nick, you'd think we're a fairly sporty pair between us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Soph's um, got her hockey and then all her other uh, sporting adventure commitments, um, a wee ski bunny. And she, if you're not um, hitting the, the road on your bike, you're up in the hills running around. So she's constantly kind of got adventure as her middle name. Um, I've got, I've always grown up around, um, around team sports. So netball, volleyball, a um, bit of corfball in the last few years. So, I yeah, can I interrupt a few, you for a sec, yeah. Nick? 
<laughs> she says a bit of cough ball. I point out that Nicole's actually in the national team. So when okay. she says she's doing a bit of a sport, she is an absolute <laughs> gun. Okay, right, okay. Yes, okay, that's good to know. There's a little bit there. Um, yeah. And I guess there's been the odd, you know, I've had two or three half marathons under my belt, but that's probably the extent of my, um, I guess, endurance-based sport. So um, yeah. I'm always up for a challenge, and this is kind of where I guess this is stemmed from. Once Soph planted that seed, um, I, I couldn't kind of get it out of my head. And so now we've been hooked since then. <laughs> yeah cool cool so good so good so where are you at with your training and sort of learning the skills because the thing about the say coast to coast opposed to say maybe other events like running or maybe even a triathlon is that you've got to learn to keep your boat up right you've got to learn to paddle and often we don't we don't grow up learning to um, paddle kayaks but also the mountain run isn't just a run you've got to have some mountain skills and, and ability to sort of be and comfortable there but and then also the biking actually riding with others and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot going on there where are you guys at with that whole skill development side of things yeah I've definitely been um relying very heavily on Soph because she's far more experienced in this um area than than me um once we first decided that we're going to do it um we joined the Arawa Canoe Club so we've been down there um a fair bit experimenting with our um kayak skills both in the tandem and um in some singles and so we're starting to feel um a, a lot more confident I would say on the, the flat water um, however, our arms are, are pretty burning after about a, a 10k paddle, so we're not quite sure how the full full kayak experience will go, but we'll keep persisting there. Um, I guess with winter and our biking, um, we've been doing quite a bit more riding inside. Um, I've been lucky, my dad has donated his uh, wind trainer, so I've got that set oh, up good. in the lounge. So I've got her his, his set up in the garage so we've got our swift memberships going strong and they're getting um, quite the workout um, and we're trying to work on the hills as much as we can um, and as it gets a bit warmer um, heading out into spring and summer we'll we'll try and get back out on the roads and do a bit more of that bunch riding that you were talking about because obviously that's um, yeah that'll be a new experience for both of us but definitely something that we we need to learn as we go through this process. Brilliant mm. fantastic. Um, We've been so aware of needing to build those specific skills, mm. you know, whereas probably the running in some ways has been the easiest one. Um, yeah. We've both done quite a bit of running. I have grown up my whole life doing lots of tramping and um, have started getting quite into trail running. So I think that's in some ways been the easiest skill to develop because it's perhaps slightly less specific than, you know, trying not to lock handlebars with your neighbour or tip out of a kayak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tipping out of a kayak, have you had any sort of epic fails <laughs> or maybe we'll call it challenges so far in terms of your training? We haven't fallen out of a kayak yet. Not I did yet. Kind of embarrassingly <laughs> close the other night, okay. actually. Yes. Yep. I wasn't there to see that one. Um, yeah. I think one of the biggest challenges I've found, um, firstly, was, was injuries. Um, I as I've kind of alluded to, I am um, a little bit behind the eight ball if we compare Soph and I's fitness abilities. So I've kind of had that feeling of playing catch up for, for since we've made this decision. Um, and so I kind of made the terrible decision of just, right, let's try and do everything. And so my body was like, nope, that's not a good idea. Um, so I kind of learned the hard way for the first few weeks that actually it's slow and steady and build up into it. Um, and I guess, yeah, now a few months later, I'm kind of seeing those those results of, of doing that and doing the smart training. Um, so, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest challenges that I've found. 
Yeah, no, that's right. And that goes across the board. There'll be lots of people having the same sort of issue. And because yeah. we do often think that this event's going to take us 16, 18, 20 hours or so to do, um, we need to train for that. But actually, it's just a matter of getting that foundation right first before we go too deep. But yeah, it's all part of the learning and part of the development and, and part of the fun of it. Uh, what have you got lined up over the next month or so? Because we're going to catch up with you in about a month's time. So we'll be able to uh, share this back to you. So whatever you say now is quite important. <laughs> Uh, well, we were meant to be doing the uh, Tikabo Half Marathon next yes. weekend, but unfortunately that's been postponed until mm. December. Um, yeah. So event-wise, it's a bit tricky, you know, with the current COVID mm. situation. The next thing in our calendar, we're heading to, um, that's sort of the big event we're heading up to. Yeah, and then we've got our Grade 2 kayak course, um, which is locked in for early October. So yeah, fantastic. I just you just broke up there when you said the event. Which was the event that you were heading up to? Ah, sorry, that was the the Wanaka Multi. So we'll actually okay. try our hand at you know putting events together for the first time, which Brilliant. could be quite challenging. Yeah, yeah, no, good fun. Fantastic. Yeah, good job. That's brilliant. Um, nice work. That's really good. And um, in terms of the goal for race day, what is the goal? What do we want to try and achieve? Is it actually I just want to try and finish and still be friends? Or what are you, what, how are you going to, um, uh, I guess, classify success for you guys? I think we've sort of yeah. been going with a mantra of complete, not compete. But yeah. obviously we want to go out there and do our absolute best. And I think as long as we come off the course and we know that we've both given it our all, um, we'll be happy with whatever result that leads to. Um, obviously, you know, if anything miraculous happened, that would be awesome. But really, we just want to go out there and have an awesome time. Yeah. Good. I'm going to ask you that, um, that same question, compete or complete, um, <laughs> at about Aiken's Corner when you're coming off the bike all fired up and um, you've got 30 k's of running in front of you. Um, but no, that'd be cool. Um, so day two um, is a 15k bike ride and a 70k paddle and a 70k bike ride. So I want to know when you're going to start your finish line sprint. How far out? Oh, a hundred k. When I can see it. <laughs> okay. That's interesting, isn't it? It's a very good uh, comment. So one just sort of getting towards the end of, end of the gorge is where the sprint's going to happen. The other one's going to be happening about I don't know, fifteen meters from the finish line. Yeah, yeah. That's that's mostly downhill. Once you get on yeah, the boat, it's all it's all mostly downhill, except for the bits that aren't. But uh, no, well well done, you two. Um, we really look forward to seeing your progress um, over the next few months. Um, again, this is the cool thing about this event. There's there's so much experience around. There's so many people that um, are free to kind of give their time and experience um, and just to see people like yourselves get out there um, and, and get into it. So uh, go well for race day and um, we'll see you at start line. Thank, Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for okay. joining us. Cool. cool. See you later. Cheers. Good well, job, Rich. Matt. Well done. You pushed the buttons yeah. well tonight. Thank you. Uh, you've done, done pretty well yourself. Um, it's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, we're still months away from this event, but just mm. being the 40th year um, and people, it's just, you just get amped up, don't you? It doesn't matter how far you're out. As soon as that kind of buzz of uh, the Kathmandu Coast to Coast starts up, then it just is like a big kind of uh, tornado, isn't it? Or a big vortex that you just kind of get sucked into. It doesn't matter how, how far you're going to stay away from it, it it'll get you. 
that's right that's right september 1 springtime is a really good time to sort of start that and i also so often talk about training like winter's a time to work on the things you're not so good at and then maybe yep. springtime's the time to start to bring everything together again so um so that's sort of time to maybe get the boat wet now as we're able to as we come out of level four um and then and then sort of uh just bring things together a little bit more so and then yeah. thinking forward to that we'll talk about this down the track is kind of that november december let's t- start getting really coast to coast specific but it's a matter of timing your run so you're not uh toast by the time to get to you get yeah. to christmas but just start thinking about sort of putting all those disciplines together that's right and, and it's you don't have to be going out running 40 k's a week or any of those sorts of silly things just go out and run you know two or three times a week pretty easy um start thinking about what gear works well for you you know try running in a jacket or what sort of pack have you got or those sorts of things that you know you don't want to have those things uncomfortable uh, when you're heading out for six hours over Goat Pass or, you know, those sorts of things. You can do them in the backyard. So, yeah, really cool. Even what Rob was saying about, you know, go out and paddle in, in some small surf and those sorts of things. Just use what you can around the place. Um, you know, we, I guess as multi-sport athletes, we um, we don't like smooth roads. Um, so don't run on them, you know. If you just go out for a run around your neighbourhood, you know, jump up on the curb or jump up on a seat or, you know, those sorts of things because they're the, the really simple skills you can build in your own backyard without going too far from home and um yeah just mm-hmm. just build up slowly isn't it yeah totally um support crew cool. uh with the the covid situation we had a whole bunch of uh australians that were helping out so if you need help with support crew we've actually got some more availability now so get in touch with us if you want to know a little bit more about that if you want to know more about our coast to coast skills day flick us a message we can help you out with that as well um and basically to wrap up the show a, a massive thanks to joe rob sophie and nicole and yourself, Matt, for, for joining us and yep. sort of sharing insights and, and knowledge around the event. Really cool to have, as you say, people willing to share. So make sure you look after yourself and each other, especially with this whole COVID thing going on. Um, keep an eye on each other in terms of um, how everybody's doing. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to catching you in a month's time for the next Coast to Coast podcast and ultimately at the start line. Yep, will do. And uh, you, you uh, keep all your athletes in check, Rob, uh, sorry, and um, I'll be there to kind of, Again, ask questions. I'm sure will come up in this pod chat again um, between now and, and uh, coast to coast time, probably more on the support side of things. But uh, again, more than happy to help out on, on everything that goes with this race um, before, during and after. So uh, thanks for your time and um, we'll wrap it up and we'll see you in the next show. Good job. Well done. Cheers, Matt. Thank you. See you. Over and out. It's the best Kiwi event in New Zealand. This. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it.